Good evening, Monadnock Region, and welcome back after an extended little, not really, hiatus to the Space Lounge. This is, of course, GOMO Tonight, the Monadnock Region's only weekly, locally-focused comedy podcast. And I am here, like I said, gleefully, here in the Space Lounge with my lovely co-host, Zoe Roden-Heinzman. And I am Christy Loretto. We are recording this on Thursday, November 3rd. And that means that by the time this comes out, most likely, elections will already have happened. So we're going to reference the elections here tonight. And in next week's episode, we will probably do some election wrap-up um, post-mortem. Um, you never know. Maybe we'll even throw a guest on or something like that. But so if you're listening to this and you're wondering why we're talking in the past, of course, this is the reason. Um, but so um, welcome back, Zoe. Zoe has been in um, Europe for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I was in Switzerland for one week in Basel and then in Berlin for another week and had many adventures. But I'm very happy to be back. Yeah, it sounds like it was a fairly eventful time. It was, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Well, you were you were missed. And, um, you know, some of you folks at home, may it may not have seemed like we were gone for very long because we, before Zoe left, we recorded a number of political-themed bonus episodes that we kind of stretched out um, through that time. So hopefully you guys checked out some of those. Um, even if you didn't, and the elections are over, I would go watch those videos anyway, especially if any of those candidates won their race, because you may want to know, you know, who they are that is now representing you, if you don't already. And how they feel about their towns being absorbed by Peterborough. <laughs> exactly, because we did ask that question of every candidate who came on the program as, as our loyal and um, very familiar listeners expect of us um and we got great answers too let me tell you like these like i the thing that i like the most about that question now is not how fun it is to ask because that used to be why um but everyone that we have ever asked this question of has a completely different but also surprising like i always think people are going to get flustered and be like dude what the f are you talking about like that is not something that has ever crossed my mind and I cannot answer this on the fly, but everyone is like, and like, I'd say more than half of the people like are like, don't even have to think about it. They're like, yeah. Oh, well, let me tell you. Um, and that started with Corinne, who I think was our first guest maybe or second guest. And, yeah. um, and she That's just, you know, she had all kinds of apocalyptic plans laid out and ready to go. Um, but fortunately, I mean, and, and, I don't know if any of our candidates actually went in an apocalyptic direction, really. In fact, I think that yeah. they were all very calm about the possibility of annexation. <laughs> but yeah, but but all thoughtful in really different different ways. Very thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. very thoughtful. Yeah. So I, in fact, I and, and not like I said, I, I really did enjoy Corinne's apocalypticism, but I did appreciate their the candidates like measured like consideration well you see i mean because life could still go on like it wouldn't have to be the the end the end you know when this is going on but uh you never know but like speaking of apocalypse and things like that so you know obviously we just had halloween okay a few days ago and i think that halloween itself was fairly successful i think we can talk about that in a minute um i did hear reports 
uh, actually, let's just pause on this now. I, I heard a couple of complaints that High Street was kind of uh, disappointing this year. I heard that too. I saw a picture, I, I guess, in the Peterborough, one of the Peterborough groups. Yeah. Like a no candy here sign or something mm-hmm. like that, which. Yep. And I, I saw, yeah. And we, our families have gone to High Street the last couple of years, right? Before this year, yeah. I think. Um, was the, But wait, there was no trick-or-treating in 2020, right? So 2019 and 2021? Right. 2019 was the one that they rescheduled because of the weather. Yeah. And, and it was they, a Saturday and it was a lot of fun. It was. But yeah, yeah. That, was the, that was the first High Street year. But that, I forgot that they freaking like canceled trick-or-treating in 2020. I completely blocked that out. They, there was like a trunk or treat with like socialization band and like that's right and it was like, they would yes, hold they would like give you candy holding, on sticks right it was that was like part of the thing was like be creative on how you can get candy to someone and like you had to sign up for a slot didn't you like we're yes like we're in the goddamn <gasps> zoo and you're like yeah. feeding us through the cage like you know or like Hannibal Lecter or something like, <laughs> you know like I mean what the hell I, we didn't go to that um, no we didn't that's either. a that's a depressing idea. Um, That's great. We had a Halloween party at my house. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was Secret great. Party. It we was, we, we kept it on the DL. Sorry to be confessing these things after the fact, but I don't think that many people care. But yeah, it was late 2020 and we did, we had a party and um, everyone who was there was cool with it. And that's just how it had to be. And the kids had a wonderful time. Zoe did really some kind of amazing creative things and like um talk about the web um the, the web activity. oh yeah yeah i turned our i like did this web game well i can't even take credit for it kayla did so that was my second secret halloween party of 2020 oh there, so were, you stole there were like idea. a lot of secret secret parties going on that uh, year. even if you stole the idea though your execution was pretty good thank you well I mean, it was like whole, I, well which room was it it was like the the basement like the walkout basement and like I, it was like I did a bag of candy and then a, a string tied to each one. And then like, just like wove the strings in and around each other and like furniture and poles and all around. It was quite a web. It was. And so each kid got an end of the string and they had to like follow it back to their bag of candy. Yeah. And as, as you might imagine, right? Like you're doing this with like, 10, 12, however many kids we had there, right? And so there's there's string going all over the place. And that could be disastrous, you know? Like, that could just be a complete mess, but it wasn't. Like, everything was everything was aligned. No, it was very good. It was, it was the best thing that could have been done in that year, you know? Yeah. But we, we didn't, I don't know, maybe we had a little bit of unconscious premonition that High Street wouldn't be great this year because we didn't go there we went to um pine ridge uh, which is not to be confused with pine street for for those of you who are not lifelong peterborough residents um what a lovely little neighborhood that is that was really fun less dramatic than high street of yesteryear you know like not a lot of like major displays but very chill and a lot of nice people out to say hello and Shout out, big shout out to the lady with the jello shots in Pine Ridge. Yes. I don't know if you listen to this program. I hope you do. Uh, we love you. That was very nice. Um, and and it, it was inspiring. I, no one trick or treats here, 
or at Zoe's house. Um, so we don't really have that option, but it did inspire me that like, if the situation ever changed and I'm at a place handing out candy, that is a really nice thing to do for the adults. Yeah. Very memorable. moment. Mm -hmm. Yep. Very nice. But I, I also heard um, very favorable things from people who went to Pine Street. Pine, you know, um, yeah, Pine Street got really good reviews from um, several people that I know, um, nice. including some people who used to like went to High Street previously and they must have had the same premonition. Um, I don't know. But huh. yeah. So for next year, guys, the, the money is on Pine Ridge, the Pines. It's on Pine Ridge and Pine Street. Um, don't bet. Don't bet on High Street. They blew it this year. They might blow it again next year. It's only two hours Like you don't, you can't blow right. this. It's, one, it's once a year and it's two hours and the police department hates my idea for having it on Saturday every year. Um, did, so, they really, did you ask them about it? Last year I started making a stink about it and they posted a passive aggressive like post on their page or like in the Peterborough or somewhere. It, it was not in direct response to me, but like I was the only one saying this, but they were like, please note the Peterborough police department, sets halloween each year not the select board or the rec committee um i do have a vague memory of that now yeah that was, i was the only one saying that so i mean <laughs> like uh i assume it was um and you know i didn't i didn't take it like in a, an insult or whatever i don't know why they don't like that idea but i would almost feel like it would be more manageable but yeah um in in my hometown, I I still you know I still have friends with people I went to high school with and stuff, and they did it on Saturday. So yeah, so it's possible. It's, it's like a it's thing a that thing. people do. Yeah, it's not unheard it's of. People do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but I guess maybe it's possible that one of the reasons that they don't like this idea is it is because of what happened what actually happened on Saturday October 25th the Saturday before Halloween and this is definitely the top story in the Mad region this week and this happened in Ringe town of the future town um the only town well except for Peterborough the only town except for Peterborough in which well no no actually not even in Peterborough because the Republicans did not respond to our interview request so the only town in which we covered both candidates in a single race on either side, Ringe, we're, we're building these bonds with other towns, right? Ringe, definitely one of them. Well, I mean, had a little bit of an incident there. Let me just read. And actually, speaking of, this is, a, this is from the Ringe Police Department on their Facebook page. This is their post. I'm going to read it verbatim. Uh, fr frankly, I think it's a pretty well-written post. The ledger transcript should hire this person. Um, I don't know. Like, and, and I, you know, I'll talk a little bit later about things not to do in announcement posts and informative posts and things like that. You know, I mean, you, there's good ways, bad ways. Well done, Ringe Police Department. Um, check this out. Just after midnight on Saturday night, Ringe Police discovered numerous people engaged in arson, criminal mischief, illegal dumping, theft of town property, reckless operation, and tying the bow around it, disorderly conduct on and around the Ringe Town Common. Ringe Fire was requested to the scene. As responding police and fire personnel arrived, they were shot at with paintballs. The perpetrators continued the activity off and on for the next three hours. 
returning to the comet at least three times to continue their activities. Activities included, but were not limited to, toilet papering the common, lighting multiple fires, stealing a stop sign, paintballing, and burnouts. Through investigation, it was determined that a large group of individuals excuse me, had brought a supply of toilet paper to the common. Some rolls were lit on fire before then being thrown into trees. Items were also set on fire in several areas of na- nearby roads. According to the Ringe Fire Department, canopy, overhead, fires are extremely dangerous and can spread rapidly, especially during this time of year. Fires and other obstructions in roadways can often lead to dangerous situations for unsuspecting motorists in addition to the costly damage caused to the asphalt itself. Fair point. We all complain about our taxes and all that, right? Anyways, the intersection from which the stop sign was stolen had been the same intersection where a T-bone-style motor vehicle accident had occurred only 30 hours prior. The stop sign has since been located by Ringe Police and returned to the town highway department to put back in place. And if they have a guy in charge over there as good as Seth, I'm sure it's back on by now. Um, fortunately, the responding police officers have had ample firearms training and were able to detect the difference between a paintball gun being discharged and a firearm. Officers did not return fire with their duty weapons. This is a very real and dangerous possibility that could occur as a result of this type of behavior. Residents in the area who were awoken by the commotion and came outside to see what was taking place were also placed in danger of being struck with the flying projectiles. Once again, a group of individuals believed it would be fun to engage in a harmless prank and local tradition, those are in quotes, harmless prank and local tradition, and create a path of chaos and destruction within the center of an otherwise beautiful town. And then the rest of it is if you have any information, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's a wild story. It right? is. There's, there's so many things to dig into there. There's so many things to dig into there. And I'm going to start with, before we even get into like who these people are and what the fuck was going on there, I want to address the big thing. And this was something that was just commented on endlessly in the comments here is, is you know, the debate over the line about the police and their firearms, you know, and you know, the people who are like, well, yeah, fuck that. Why would you ever even think about, you know, shooting at them? You know, if, you know, just people being like, it's crazy that you even have to say that. And like, you know, in a sense it is, I mean, part of the reason they have to say that is because there are incidents regularly where police overreact and shoot people. Um, And I am very, I have always been very, very vocal in my extreme, opposition is not the right word. You know what I mean? <laughs> my, 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 my fervent opposition to police brutality, unnecessary police deaths, th- things like that, whether racially motivated or not, th- th- I don't like any of them. I don't like the, um, and again, you know, um, Stephen Graves will come along and call me a libertarian for saying this, but like, I don't like the government um, killing people easily. You know, there should be a very, very high standard for when the the state can kill you. Um, (laughs) I don't know why that's controversial, you know, but anyways, that's my belief uh, in general. Right. But no. And and I I think that what I don't know, I'm in a position again, and this keeps happening where I'm on the I'm more or less on the side of the police here. Like, I think that they I think that they're correct. Like they've said the right thing. I'm glad I'm impressed. 
I mean, I mean, Range is a relatively small town. It's just like Peterborough. Like we're rural. There's other places in the country where a cop, where cops in a town of six thousand would have just started shooting. You know, um, and I am. I do applaud them for not doing that. You know, that's. Um, it could have happened. Like, like in a lot of other places. Oops, like a lot of other places they might have actually started shooting. And I, I do, I th I'm happy that they are trained enough. That makes me feel better. Honestly, um, yeah. that makes me feel good um, about the police in this area and in New Hampshire in general, because I'm sure it's statewide training um, that they, they go through for things like that. Um, as I said to a couple of friends in, in discussing this, like, no, like, if, and if they had started shooting, I wouldn't have felt that it was justified. Right. But these days, like, w like, would you shoot at a fucking cop with a paintball gun or any kind of gun? You know, an airsoft Me? gun. I wouldn't shoot at a cop. No. Like, like, not, I mean, yes, I wouldn't shoot at them because that's, it's not a very nice thing to do. Number one. You know, like, but it's like stupid. It's really stupid. It's really stupid. And you could, it could be a fatal mistake. Yeah, you know, you know this. Everybody knows this. Like, Everybody. you shoot at a cop with anything, they might, right or wrong, they might kill you. Right. And don't fucking do. Why would you do that? Like, and and actually, frankly, even worse than that is shooting at the firefighters, the fucking firefighters. You know what I mean? Like, what? Like you shooting at them? Like that's crazy. Um, but the other part of it is what's not mentioned here and that they allude to the fact that other fires were started in roads is the only arrests that I've read of that have been, <clears throat> that have come out of this night um, stem from a probably indirectly related incident about, you know, half mile to a mile away on cathedral road where um, someone was attempting to pile tires in the road to start a tire fire and while they were in the process, I think of trying to light them on fire, like a car came along and like hit them and the driver was injured and it, it actually caused a problem. Um, like, are these the Fremen? Like, who the fuck are these people? You know what I mean? Like, they like, they come out on this night armed with non-lethal weapons, prepared to light the town square ablaze apparently right but not only i mean because that's crazy enough right if this was yeah. just uh, like come out like yeah we'll shoot at the cops with paintball guns and like we'll set this tree on fire and and whatever else they were doing right but the fact that they held off the police and the fire department with their yes. fire melted into the town like urban guerrilla warfare like this they're like the fucking Viet Cong or something <laughs> and then they come back and they try to take the common again I mean yes. this was a battle and they're you know tire fires that is like a thing that people do in revolutions like that's like a real warfare thing you know like this is what yeah this is the part I really wanted to talk about is like what like the the what was it, three it was it three times or three hours or both both it's a, it says it says this on and off and on for the next three hours, returning to the common at least three times to continue yeah. their activity. So that sounds like four times actually. That's like one that's initial and three return times. To me. Yeah. 
how ballsy do you have to be to like <laughs> keep going back? Like you didn't get arrested the first time. Like you got away with it. Like that would have been right. like the thrill of my life as a young kid, honestly. Like, oh yes. my God, can you believe we did this shit and they don't know who we are? But then you're like, nah, I ain't done. Like, what is this? An Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like Sylvester Stallone? Like, we must go, you know, we'll leave no man behind. Burn the trees. You know, like, what? Yeah, that's the that's the part that's like kind of horrifying and like makes me wonder who these people are because that that really but but then there's like at the end of that report where it's just like the local tradition or whatever like okay what is the tradition here how is this related to it or like a play on it in some way like I have a lot of questions that are left unanswered here well so. My and this is just a theory. Like you're right, it is unanswered. It's not explained at all. It, but my thinking is, I bet you they have some sort of mischief night tradition, right? That involves like eggs and toilet paper, and like you know maybe somebody knocks down a gravestone or something. But that this year they decided to make it like a small town guerrilla warfare thing. Hmm. I think we would have heard about this if this had happened, if this, all this had happened before, you know? For sure, yeah. They probably weren't starting fire. Like, I bet you, well, I don't know, though. The fact that they ha- they had, multi- like, there was, like, a squad, like, the, from the sounds of this, right? It wasn't just, like, one guy with a paintball gun. It sounds like there was, like, organized fire with paintball guns. You know, like, they came armed and ready to set fires. I'm telling you guys, leftover season one, man. Like everyone's just a little bit like just anybody can go over the edge at any time. Random shit can pop off anywhere, anytime. But I will say this, no offense to born and bred Monadnock region locals, but I guarantee you this was local people and not the college. Mm. college kids do not they would they would fuck up their school if they were gonna like when college Mm -hmm. kids riot they unless i mean i guess that depends college kids on a defined campus will typically destroy that campus college kids in a actual city might destroy anything in the city but that's not the case here franklin pierce is fairly sequestered and if they had a riot there they would set fires there they wouldn't go all the way to the Ringetown Common. And they don't have the balls. You know? I mean, there were those pumpkin riots, which is a similar... There was some similar activity there, but... Um, <sighs> precipitated in a mass drinking after many, many hours is when that keen stuff went down. You know what I mean? Like... The, the, the people who were, like, really challenging the cops were, like, heavily fueled by alcohol. You know, like, very, very well fortified. You know, it's, ex- it's sort of explainable why they did mm-hmm. this, right? And you need an event for that. It can't, it can't just be, like, mischief night before Halloween. You know, it needs to be a sports event or a festival or, you know, some kind of big party thing. You know what I mean? And, again, they're going to act out on-prem like it's going to happen where they are yeah they're not going to go miles down the road to do the to to destroy the town that the college is living it's just not cycle it's not it's not the way it works these are local people that rings true 
in my yeah. mind. And I just, so I, I'm convinced that they're local people. And I, the big question that remains to me is how young are they? Right. You know what I mean? To, like, I'm with you though, that like, if this is high schoolers, right? Like they're just, they get away with it the first time they run off and they like, you know, laugh to themselves and then they go home. Like, I just, I don't know that I don't really see like I'm with young you. people coming back three, four times, but they can't be 30 either. No, I, I mean like young, young, yeah, young people. like, like 18 to 22. That's what you're thinking. Is that what you're No, I'm asking. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I don't, I don't think they're younger than 18. I don't think they're middle yeah. school, high school. Yeah. That's, that's sort of where I'm leaning. That's, yeah. that's sort of where I'm leaning. And actually some of the accusations in the comments are maybe, maybe true. Like some, you know, people were saying like, you know what, in a town like Ringe, the cops and the firefighters know these people. Like everyone knows, everyone knows everybody involved here, um. you know? Which, like, there's probably, I, I mean, I don't know what the, I don't know if there's any implications to that at all, but that's one of the, um, there's probably some truth to that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. But crazy. I mean, absolutely crazy. Um, curious to see what happens next year. <laughs> I guess. I mean, is and is this the future? Like, what does this That's mean? What I was for say. If if this is the future, then what what are the implications right. here? And and you know, there's there's other things though too. Like, you know, I certainly don't think that this is the way that she meant, right? But like in our interview with Hannah Bissex um, for the Ringe um, State House race. You know, she commented, she's like, you know, I, I think that the old story of Ringe isn't the only story. And I think that the place is changing and growing and it, it, it has the opportunity. And so I'm not saying that this is the new story of Ringe, but yeah. if there are competing stories and if 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 the, if you're you are in a period of flux and transition and evolution. You, again, people can pop off, you know what I mean? Strange, strange yeah. episodes can happen in times like that. Well, didn't she also mention that, like, some kind of youth vandalism as being one of the things that compelled her, her to run? run. That, that, yeah. there's, like, that there is some kind of, like, issue in Ringe here. Yeah, there's a vandalism thing. Yep. And I just wonder how that might be related and how. I don't know if you've seen this at all, but somebody in, you probably don't go down this way very, very much, but somebody, but there, uh, there might be, like, an example in Wilton somewhere, but I don't even know why you'd be there. But anyways, like... In the like Greenville, Wilton area, Mason area, somebody is somebody has this really cryptic graffiti that they're making everywhere. It's like triangle, three lines. It's like a bunch of symbols in a row, and it's like on all. It's in the road in some places. Like it's on all kinds of things, and it's like it's prop that probably is some high school kid or something, right? But it's ominous, actually. Like, whoever it is picked a good thing to do because it's, I, I, like, I'm certain it's meaningless, right? Like, I'm certain it's, like, gibberish, right? But it looks, um, like, it looks mystical, like, or cryptic, in it, you know? It looks like um, a cipher, you know? Like, it looks yeah, like yeah, something yeah. like the Son of Sam would have written or the Zodiac guy, you know? Yeah. Um, weird, 
weird code. Just four characters. I don't know. I don't remember what all four of them are, but there's definitely a triangle with nothing in it. Three li- three horizontal lines, something and something. Huh. Yeah. Does sound creepy. It's it's a little creepy. Yeah, and, and I see it multiple places. I'm like, what is that? Who's doing this? If you are doing this, reach out to us. And not, we're not going to rat you out. I'm just curious. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know, what does it mean? Does it mean? What does it mean? Tell us. Tell us. Anyways, so that's that. Um, but, you know, speaking of Hannah, so Hannah's running against John Hunt. Um, we will know the result of that. You know, John um, seems like a very confident fellow. Incumbent, yeah. Very confident. 36 years. Um, you know, curious to see how that race shook out, which, again, you'll probably know if you're listening to this. Um you know, but but interesting campaign that I think got a fair amount of engagement. Um, and when it comes to a town that has elected the same guy for that many years, I mean, look, we saw it in Peterborough um, with Jonah. I mean, that's that's what it was with Peter and Ivy, you know, um, not 36, but like 20 for Peter and 10 for Ivy or whatever it was, you know, and Jonah came in and took it, you know, so these things will turn over you know, eventually. And I think that Hannah, um, and I, and I don't mean to, I guess I am assuming ahead of time. It's possible that, that John may have won another term just based on his track records in, in victory. But I bet you that Hannah's performance was very strong. And I think that her campaign was very strong. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a message I think to, to people out there, um, to say that, even if you feel like you are on the outside of the politics in your town or, you know, there's people who kind of own a seat, you know, and, and, and whatever, um, get out there and talk to people anyway and make a splash. Come on our program. We'll talk to you. Um, and, you know, let's all see what we can do, uh, because the people who have been uh, the people who have been around as long as they've been around are going to die. You know, I don't mean, I mean to be terribly morbid about it but that is, that is what's going to happen they're going to become and, and granted this particular generation hangs on forever you know like you know we have um and i'm not making a partisan statement here but we have people like you know nancy pelosi um you know joe biden um donald trump i mean the, the, everybody's old every all these people at, at kind of the top are like wicked old and probably older than active ruling rage age um in most cases you know and so that's true and that will probably be true across the board they're all going to try to do that all right but don't let them if we can help it and you know eventually the bell tolls for all of us so it's time you know time will come and we need people prepared um to step in even if they're not going to push them out early but yeah let's push them out early good job jonah um sheepdog uh (laughs) um what else what else what else should we talk about with this with this election i mean nationally it's it's a lot closer than people expected it looks like republicans are going to do pretty well they have come within striking distance even in new hampshire even in the don bullduck um maggie hassan race um that was uh throwaway at one point uh, but he's within I don't know if he's within the margin of error, but pretty close. Wow. Um, no, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. I've not been 
following the three race. points, maybe um, separate them in in some polls. Um, and there's another New Hampshire. Oh, it's the um, I don't know what's going on in New Hampshire two, our district in New Hampshire one. That's another one that's like a lot closer than it's supposed to be. Um, the Democrat was supposed to win that one easily and doesn't necessarily look that way. And then who is who is running in our district? It's the guy who beat um, Hassan. I mean, not Hassan. Our, our our buddy who didn't come on the show, George. Oh, Hansel. right, right, right. So the the Morse maybe was his name. That sounds right. Morse, the Trumper, who won because of Democrats, um, right. is running gonna... against. Um, oh, geez, Ann Custer. Okay, and you said you don't know about that race, though. I mean, I haven't seen any numbers. That's another one where like Ann Custer was like assumed to win because the guy was too crazy, but that's what's going on in NH1 and in the Senate race as well. So I bet you the trend is similar, but I don't know that for sure. Um, So it is interesting. You know what? This is, I feel like this is a continuation of what we saw in the primaries and we did talk about it on the show. Um, it's unusual, in, and I feel like the last 15 years or so, to have a lot of races where the the outcome isn't sort of foregone, you know, um, where there's no indication. It's not even leaning in a direction. Like, it's like, we don't know. No one knows what's going to happen. And I think that that's, that's mostly true. We can make predictions about trends, but, like, there's toss-ups everywhere. Chris Sununu will win re-election. I feel very comfortable saying that, <laughs> you know, um, other than that, I think anything, anything goes. Very interesting. Yeah. We'll I be out there with some coverage. Who was it? What's that? I was just saying, I mean, it's too late cause it'll be in the past, but we're going to be doing coverage on election day. We'll be out oh, there yeah. trying to grab these results and stuff, you know, that's right. We will. I was talking to, um, Kurt's cousins in Switzerland who live in, in Switzerland, who we were visiting there and they're like very interested in American politics, but it's Mm. really interesting to see like the version of it that they get. And like, Oh yeah. Um, they, they read like the German paper. Um, and so he was, he was saying, cousin George was saying like, he he's starting to feel a little concerned about the midterms mm-hmm. and like assuming that I'm a, a Democrat, which I'm not. Oh yeah. Sure. Um, but I was just like, you know, like, all the Europeans I, are Democrats oh. except for, except for the, except for the fascists. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> for them. Um, but no, he, you know, he was just like, I'm feeling, I'm starting to feel a little concerned about the midterms. And I'm like, Oh man, like it reminded me of that bubble that whole conversation that we had, which I won't get into details, but it reminded me of the bubble that I was in when I lived in Portland, Oregon, mm. when George W. Bush was running for his second term. And oh, like, yeah. that seemed like not possible. Yeah. In that well, it was the same in Boston. It was definitely yeah. that way in Boston. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he was, that's really where his mind was, you know, like as this Mm. European, he was just like, it was like a little crack getting in, but in his mind, it was like not possible. Like why would Americans be wanting to elect Republicans? And I was like, Oh dude, like 
just get ready to be surprised if like that's what you're thinking. Like I just I know, but like this is what confuses me though about like because guys, you know, and I'm I'm sure there's plenty of people who listen to this that are Democrats that are, you know, Peterborough Democrats and whatnot, but like, and there's always, trust me, I had it. Okay. I had it in 2004 in Boston, right? You know, everybody thinks, you know, the Europeans are, they're, they're just so much more enlightened. You know, they have the social programs and like all of this stuff, you know, Switzerland in particular is actually a pretty right wing country other than they have a social safety net sort of for citizens, you know, right. like, it's like, it's, it's really narrow, like the justice that they have there. And, and like Switzerland is not even one of the more liberal countries, even though, yeah, I think that's their typical mindset, though, of someone in Switzerland is that to have this air of, you know, enlightened liberalism. Right. You know, when like, I don't know, they, they've, they have a history in Switzerland, you know, and it's not. It's not particularly kind to all peoples, let's say, um, you know, and it isn't now either. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, true. I am interested in their cantons, though, you know, I mean, it's an interesting system that they have in Switzerland. I'm not I don't I know that I know that word, but I don't really know. So, how. Switzerland technically is basically a confederacy of city states that they call cantons and they, the cantons existed before the country existed and they like confederated together. And it's, it is, it's similar to Italy in a way, um, or a lot of, of Southern or central Europe, I guess, where there were state like really small yeah, states yeah, yeah. that were basically based around and they were almost all city states or like the descendants of city states and eventually they banded together and i think even actually switzerland's confederation and italy coming together as a unified country were not that far apart in in history yeah recent a, a lot of like, that happened happened not that that far apart Germany. Exactly, exactly. But they still, like, they actually, that's like their, they still maintain the cantons, though. Uh huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a Jeopardy question the other night, too, actually. You they were like, it. what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, I was like, cantons. <laughs> the guy got it, too, in, in, the, in the show as well. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, it was very good. Um, other news that we have, um, I wanted to talk about this. This is so. This is the. Some of you may be familiar with Marty's driving range, which is down in Mason. So it's it's um it is it's a solid twenty minutes from here. Um, started off as a driving range, and then a driving range with ice cream, and a um. And that's what it was for most of its existence. Uh, but in the last couple, like maybe, I don't, it might have started during COVID, but I think it started maybe the year before that. Um, the woman who runs it um, began luring bands to it. And she started getting national acts coming to Mason, New Hampshire, to this driving range to play in these outdoor shows. Kind of impressive. I didn't make it to any. That is not 100% my fault. I had tickets to see Lettuce there. On September 11th, 
2021 um, with my buddy Tifo from my hometown, and they had to cancel the show because the band got COVID or something. Um, so I did try at least once, and I would have gone another time or two, but there was conflict, so I couldn't. But it's before I, I read this bizarre announcement, um, just a little you know, personal anecdote. Uh, in the Monadnock region, Marty's driving range is like seven, eight minutes from my parents' house, from where I grew up. It's like, it's right there. Like it's, I drive, I have to drive more or less past it to, to go there. Um, it's also, it's right by Barrett uh, Hill farm. If, if you guys know what that is, but not Marty's it's right. It's the same intersection. Um, both of those things exist at, and the only people that I knew in Townsend who went to this place seven minutes away were people who lived like basically on the road leading there. There's this very bizarre thing, and I don't know if it still exists. In fact, I doubt that it still exists, since so many of us who grew up in these northern Massachusetts towns are now in New Hampshire. Like, it's like half my graduating class is in New Hampshire at this point. Um, so the, new, the idea of New Hampshire being foreign is probably departed. But we just, like when you grow up in Townsend, you've got to drive 20 or 30 minutes to go anywhere. And straight north to the Monadnock region was the one direction nobody ever went in. It was like a wall, like Townsend being on the New Hampshire border. And I spent a fair amount of time in New Hampshire, but I was always going to Nashua and I was going up through Brookline and I was never going in Mason, New Ipswich. Like these places were just like, as far as I was concerned here and anybody that I knew was concerned here be dragons. We knew about Ringe because 119 is the main is Main Street in Townsend. And if you keep going on 119, you go through Main Street and Ashby and then Ashburnham, and then you're in Ridge. So it's there's some familiarity there because of a, one main road, right? But these towns up north, we never knew. So I always liked the idea of Marty's kind of succeeding because I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's like it's, it's in the, the Monadnock bosom, but it's actually very close to where I grew up. It's very cool. But let's read this. should have talked to somebody before writing this. It's not how you would do an announcement. This gives more questions than answers. So Marty's may or may not be continuing. We don't know. Uh, but this is what it says. Um, and this is the, the official Marty's driving range page. Um, PSA. When I walked through these doors in the spring of 2011, alone and grieving the untimely loss of my mother, filled with fear and almost completed bachelor degree in hospitality management and general unknowingness of where to even begin or what path to take that would make this journey worthwhile. I wonder how I even got to where I am today. I thank all of you for being part of this wild ride and decade of stubborn fight I put into this dream with the one objective to create something that was truly special and unique for our community of all ages and backgrounds to enjoy. Although I feel my time is cut short, and I have a lot more love to give this endeavor. It is time to shift my energy towards something new. I will sincerely miss you from the miss you all from the bottom of my heart and appreciate all you've done for our growing business over the years. Stay weird, Range fans, and when life hurts, just turn the music up. Peace emoji, green heart, rocket ship. Sincerely, Nicole Ruggiero. Um, now, I'm going to be a little critical of the statement. Before I do that, I do want to say... Nicole really did do a phenomenal job. I want to be really clear about that. It's very impressive what she was able to bring to the range. She brought talent to the range that was just like of the same exact level as um, the guys at Northlands have done. 
um, in, in Swansea, which I think has gotten a lot more attention. Um, but you know, same level, same level. And I think she did it with a lot less experience. I know she had some people helping her out. Um, very impressive though. And I, I really, I'm glad I'm, I, I'm bummed that I didn't get to go to it. Um, but what in God's name is she saying here? Like what is occurring? Like there's, she did, she doesn't use the word sell. She doesn't use the word close. You know, there's no definitive statement about the fate of Marty's driving range at all. She doesn't even sound like she's doing this of her own volition. It's possible. Maybe there's other owners that have come in and they're pushing her out. That could be the statement. Like, I mean, that could be what this means. If that's so, I don't know why they didn't take control of the social media first. You know, kind of dumb. Um, if you guys are listening that have taken control. Uh, as they say in The Sopranos, read Prince Machiavelli um, and, and know what to do when you make a move. And, and put, Anyways. Um, <laughs> um, right. But. That is sort of how she, you know, because she, it doesn't sound like she wants to do, so it could be financial ruin as well, but like, I sort of doubt it because I, from outward appearances, everything is, was more successful in 2022 than ever. I mean, these were big shows she had there. I mean, Pink Talking Fish doing like a festival day, like, I mean, it was, I mean, I don't even like that band, but you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a, it's a band that can sell. Um, in, in medium sized venues, um, which again, Mason, New Hampshire, there's nothing in it. Uh, it's, you have to drive on incredible back roads to get to this venue. Um, like route 124 or whatever that it's on. Like, it's just the most random two lane road. And they built a, a concert venue like that. You, this, you know, that, so I don't know. I know it's hard to make money, but. She does say growing business, though. That's what I mean. So it's like, so yeah, so I, so I don't know. It doesn't sound like ruin. No. And she says that her time is cut short. Mm-hmm. But who else is, is continuing, you right. know? Yeah. Very and if so, that's kind of too bad. I feel bad, and I'm sorry. Um, and maybe it sounds, I, I will acknowledge, maybe it sounds cryptic because they made a deal, you know what I mean? And said like, okay, yeah, post, you know, you you can post X, Y, and Z. Don't say A, B, and C, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she just abided by that and was able to say goodbye. That's possible. And if so, that's reasonable. And I apologize for any of my insults regarding the, the crafting of the announcement, you know, but like, if that's not the case though, when crafting an announcement, don't leave all these questions unanswered. Um, and even if there's some that you can't say, you can certainly say what happens next for Marty's because we'll eventually find out and we shouldn't have to wonder in the interim, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. So if any of you are hearing this for the first time, it is possible that in the spring there will be no Marty's, but it's possible in the spring there might just be Marty's without Nicole, um, which does sound rude. I mean, if I don't know, whoever you are, if you did push her out, I mean, I, I do think it was a family-run business started by, like, her mom or her parents. And in my youth, I think she's our age, you know. Um, oh, okay. So it was a generational but thing still, here. 
so when she's saying at the beginning that she like walked in there grieving her mother's death, like so she inherited this this business. Correct. That is Got correct. It. Okay. Yes. Oh yeah, that's what that means. Yeah, no, I I do know that much. That that is what that okay. means. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I think it was one of those things where the the range was likely to close and she like stepped up and like yeah. as she puts it, like with no experience or like wherewithal and just like made it work, which like again, mad props. Like I I don't want my criticism of the announcement to take away from everything that Nicole, I think, very demonstrably did. Um, so it's too bad. I wish you well, Nicole. I hope that your next um, endeavors are good. I don't I don't know Nicole at all, for the record. Um, even through friends, I don't actually know who she is. But I somehow, I forget why, I think I read an article about her or something and, and learned how kind of how old she was in her story and things like that hmm. somewhere along the way. Um, so... Good luck, Nicole. Thank you for what you've done. It is true. Um, I am very curious as to what happens, but, um, you know, all, all the best. A salute. Yeah. Um, did we have anything else that we needed to discuss, or did we just want to bring some love to the region that we haven't done in like six weeks since Sam left? Yeah, we should yeah. some love to the region. Yeah. I think, I like to think, this might be arrogant, I like to think that we're pretty good at bringing love to the region. <laughs> Hold on, it'll take me a second to actually find the, the right page and probably enter in, I should have done this beforehand. What I did, good, good listeners, is um, any of you who may have um, watched our interviews with with both John Hunt and Hannah, I had this issue um, where I would, my, um, you know, those of you who use Chrome, you see the, the, the evil puzzle piece, you know, ah, oh, snap, something went wrong in the middle of the show. And I actually think in the past that Zencaster used to handle this better, but they've like revamped and improved their platform. And now like Zoe's audio is out of sync every time, unless, unless Chad works on it. And if I disappear, my video, like it does not record like two video files that I can then put together. It does do that with audio. It won't do that with video. It's a pain in the ass. Um, so I had to, <laughs> turns out, you know, I used to work in, um, uh, technical support. So for those, if, if, if there's anybody out there listening, um, who has had any experience with that, it turned out I had to clear my cache. Um, real, <laughs> real simple solution. Um, but the consequence of that is that nothing is like saved in here, but I am, I am now in New Hampshire misconnections. All right, good. We've um, got a lot of grocery stores here just to add a quick skim through and you yeah, those are like my favorite. Yeah, me too. The grocery store ones are always the good ones. Um, but I'm going to start, I'm going to start with one titled, I saw you at Walmart in Gorham. Which all right, let's hear it. I just I like that title. It's like it, it's simple words, but there's something about the rhythm of that that I really like. I saw you at Walmart in Gorham. I like you that. Sa- I- you said a nice looking middle aged man was all you need. Is that all it says? That's all it says. Wow, <laughs> it's a poem. That's nice. I I do like that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Here's a, here's a, um, 
perhaps less poetic. It is local, though. We're talking about Keene. Um, but straight to the point, though, this is titled Black Hair, Blue Jeans, Keene, New Hampshire. You had black hair, blue jeans, red blouse around 1 p.m. And this was, oh, this was posted yesterday. So this was 11 2. So if you're listening from Keene and you had black hair, blue jeans, red blouse um, around 1 p.m. on November 2nd, you were walking in front of Target and Dick's. Wow! Exclamation mark, space, space, exclamation mark, space, space, exclamation mark. It's nice. I mean, I, I sort of like how measured it is in the sense that, like, it doesn't appear to be looking for anything, even. You know, yes. it just, hey, if you get this message, you looked good. That's nice. That's a, that's a nice thing to put out there. Yeah. And since, you know, you're not allowed to say that kind of thing anymore, where else yeah, are you right. going yeah, no to do it? No shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tell people if you think they look good. They like it. And if they don't, they probably have something rotten inside. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, all right. Market Basket, Hooks at New Hampshire. We bumped into each other a few times while shopping. I was wow by you. And I'm not too smart with women. Was hoping you wanted to talk. Please let me know. I would love to see you again. 10, 25, 22, around 3.34 p.m. Wow. Nice. Here's a, <laughs> here's a unique one. And it didn't have a location on it. But like, the, the, like when I zoom out on the map, like it appears to be up. Up north, like either in or near Berlin. So this is not local, but I need to read it anyways because it's, <laughs> I don't know. The, and, and there's a, there's a contrast between the content of this and the title because the title seems sort of like longing and romantic and the message is blunt. Um, it's titled Church Got Cancelled and I Lost You, you know, which sounds, I mean, okay. I don't know. That's, that's nice. You know, I mean, that's a nice way to put it, right? I lost you, man. Like, like that's, that's earnest, you know? And then all the message says, are you the lunch and teas? Got sausage. Oh. And lunch is capitalized for some reason. I don't know. So it went in a weird direction. Yeah. That one doesn't. That one leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, got sausage. Like, I don't know. That's, yeah, it's it. But I like the title, you know? Yeah. I didn't mean to leave a bad taste in your mouth, but, you know. <laughs> okay, here's one. And, you know, we've we've talked before about sometimes you can't really tell, like, if it's men writing them or women writing them or, you know, yep. if they're men writing them for men. This one is a man writing it to a man. It comes okay. out and says They're it. Clear. I don't know if I would have guessed it. So it's, okay. it's just interesting. You know, it's called We Talked at Savers. You and I were looking at used boots at Savers Nashua. I was trying on a nice pair of Timberland, but they were too small. You suggested I check out another place, but I cannot remember where. Refresh my memory if you see this post. M2M. Thanks. Nice. That's a good, that's a good one. It is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. This one's um, Heidi from Hannaford and Brattleboro. Oh, um, yeah, I saw that. You got that one too? No, yeah, yeah. No, go for it. Yeah. 
It's, I mean, this one, I, I mean, I kind of like this one too. Not, you know, nothing weird here. Heidi with the beautiful smile. Eric here. I should have, it's Eric with a K, by the way. I should have asked for your number, but I was caught off guard. Shoot me a note if you like. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. The other thing, though, is that that sounds like Heidi probably works there, and he read her name off of her badge, and he probably is around the area. So he should go back to Hannaford, and I assume he shops there, and another time Heidi will be there, and then he should just tell her. I right. should have asked for your number last time, and I'm asking for it now. You know. Well, okay. On that, on that note, this might be my last one. Okay. This one's called Market Basket, Plymouth. You are a rather tall female employee. Black hair. Walk quickly. Obviously, very dedicated to the job. I miss the mornings when I would get a glimpse of you. Made the day just a bit better. Lately, I have only had a slight glimpse from a moving distance in the past couple weeks. I'd like to know more. Again, man, just talk to her. You know, right. you know? Right. Um, I'll give one more. I like this. So this one. Oh, okay. Um, this is another one that it doesn't say the town, but zooming in, it actually appears like it might be Bedford. Um. It says, oh, yeah, I think this is Bedford. It's titled Blue Sweater Brunette at Hannaford, noon Friday. So another grocery store one. Um, and this one sounds like the guy, he has an excuse here. He says, I'm the gray hair, flannel shirt, and glasses that thought you looked amazing. So sorry I had to run, but business called. I'll be at Hannaford next Friday at noon again. Hope to see you there. It sounds like this guy might have said something to this person yeah. you know like um so good for him um this, this might be one of the only times i encourage people of of our ilk to yeah, take an example from this boomer gentleman with the gray hair um because he expressed himself and uh because he grew up in a time when that was okay it's still okay go ahead people People like being, I don't know. Sorry, if if you don't like it, if someone is attracted to you, then there there is something rotten inside. Like there's, there's <laughs> that's like not you right. Need to do a little work on loving. You yourself. need to do a little work. Don't get mad at the people for doing. Now, say if they say something appropriate, if they offer you sausage, like if it's things like that. Yes, they shouldn't do that. Like that's that's not that's probably not appropriate. I mean, there's. I feel like we didn't used to have to delineate like the specific rules in any given social situation, but people can feel it out, you know? And like I said, it, it, there's a, there's a line past which it, it becomes rude. Okay. Rude, not a capital offense. You know, it's mostly just rudeness, but, um, and, but on the, on this side of that line, if just just a compliment being hit on asked asked for your number you know even if you don't think that that person is attractive you know you don't have to say yes like you know like they're not going to you know just whatever however you want to answer the question like but you know someone admiring you is nice 
Like that's not like people admiring each other is a nice thing. Some people, some people don't get admired at all, you know? Um, and I would rather be admired by people that I don't want to be admired by than like be in the other category. Fair enough. You know, I mean, it seems pretty cut and dry to me. Um, what do you think? Is that our, is that our show for this week? It's good to be back. It's good to be back with you in the space lounge. Yeah, it is good to be back. Yeah. And I think that, let's see, after this episode comes out, most likely, almost definitely after this episode comes out, we will have a bonus episode with, um, Michael Deloro, I think is his name, um, who is affiliated with a great event uh, celebrating Stephen Sondheim that's happening this weekend, which is the, I believe it's the 13th, Sunday? Sunday the 13th? Am I making that? No, that's... Yeah, Sunday that's, the 13th. That's right. right. Sunday the 13th at 4 in the afternoon at the Park Theater, they're having a Stephen Sondheim celebration. And, um, so we're going to do a little promo on that. We'll keep your eyes peeled. That's going to be a fun episode. Um, and you know, maybe we'll see you there. I think we're going to go and, um, and check it out. But, um, before we run, of course, I went, this is, this is the first, I, he's, he's had quite a reprieve actually over the last several weeks, but this episode, because a lot of times these bonus episodes, we want to get them out in a timely fashion. We don't put them out on, on the podcast, SoundCloud and everything. We just do video and get it out there for people to, to, you know, see these talks. And when we do that and we're in a hurry, we don't send the stuff to Chad. And so that's why it's crappier, you know? So it's good to have Chad back in the mix. Chad is our sound lord and producer. He is a wonderful person. He's a great father and husband. You know, he's a great coworker, I can say, from personal experience over several years. And he has this thing called Studio 117. You can find it at studio117.com. He can do for you what he does for us. He can produce your podcast, but much, much more than that. Anything you can think of from an audio perspective, he can do. Isn't it .net? Did I say .com? You sure did. Oh, my God. I haven't made that mistake in like a year. Sorry, Chad. <laughs> That's, in fact, the typical joke is that it's studio117.net not.com like whitehouse.com if anybody remembers nobody remembers anyway actually lots of people do but um yeah uh chad can do mixing for you he can give you like consultation on like how to set up like sound for a particular room or a particular event or anything of that nature um and he um can do whatever he has. He's even, he's even been educated in this matter. He even took a trip earlier this year down to, I believe it was Nashville um, to study with some real masters and to get some pointers, um, some things that have really taken things to the next level. So he can do that. He also has a band. It's called down by 10. It's the premier hot dad rock band in New Hampshire and, and, and even into Massachusetts. I mean, they just booked a New Year's gig I saw somewhere. I mean, they're just playing everywhere all the time. They're doing very well for themselves, down by 10. They come out to Milford every now and again, um, covering everything from, I believe they, they describe it as the 60s to the 2000s. Um, and why go beyond? Why go beyond? Right? Um, so check out their band, They're For Hire as well they do um they do they've been playing at a lot of um restaurants and bars and everything but they also do a ton of private events 
And I think I'm pretty sure that when they got started, they, they might have even thought that the private events would be the main thing. And it's now they're just like basically on tour. So if you have an event like, uh, you know, a christening, some sort of corporate sales kickoff, um, you know, uh, Thanksgiving party that needs a band. Yeah. A, um, you know, uh, eyes wide shut kind of scenario. Um, go ahead and give Chad a call. we got the contact info in the show notes. Um, they will, they will play. I, I don't know. They, they would probably play with their backs turned at something like that. Uh, I'm not sure how cool they would find that, but in any case, hire them. They're out there. Get in touch with them well in advance though, because they are booking up. Um, Thanksgiving 23. Thanksgiving 20. (laughs) They are booking up. In fact, I do know he's playing. I think there's a Black Friday show in Tewksbury, Massachusetts um, that we just talked about. So if you're down that way, for some reason, go see Down by 10. Anyways, that's our show. It's good to be back in the regular cadence. We'll be back next week. We we are in the process of getting together um, some more guest hosts like our buddy Palmucci. Um, so you can expect more of that. But again, until we see one another and until we come back in this space lounge, you know, with our blue Hawaiians in hand and, um, you know, the, the jazz playing in the background and everything else, whatever you do, find and take good advice. Thank you very much. We will see you next time. 